Hey everybody, welcome back to Marvel Fanfare, the podcast that isn't dead. <laughs> um, especially because Moon Knight's here, um, and Jacob's going to talk about Moon Knight with me. You know what? what? Oh, I'm Jacob, by the way. Uh, it This podcast might be dead, but like, you know, all the Star Wars characters, it just keeps that coming just back. keeps coming back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm Logan, I should have said that. We haven't, I haven't done an episode of this since, I think, December. Spencer and I did the what if episodes, which did you watch those? I did watch them. Yeah. Uh, the uh, what if Thor was an only child was a really fun episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about and spoil Moon Knight. Uh, you know nothing about the character, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I know a little bit. I mean, I knew what I, mean, he I think like. he. Yeah, I think he showed up on like <laughs> Spider-Man cartoons in the '90s, so yeah, and kind of showed up here and there, but he was never portrayed much like Morbius, which I'm going to see tonight. Um, he was never portrayed as like what he was in the comics. Um, this is way more uh, faithful to at least the modern comics adaptation um, of that character, although. In the modern comics, he does put on an outfit, not to jump all the way to the end. Not real sure how I feel about the uh, magic bandages. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I get it. And, like, we see it with the nanotech in all of the the superhero movies now. Their suits just appear out of nowhere. I understand it's way easier. But I also feel like this is Green Lantern's fault. Like, <laughs> ever I like since that, <laughs> really? Yeah. Ever since that movie came out, it's been like, oh, we could just have their costumes appear out of nowhere. And <laughs> I, I get it. Like, you don't want people having to run and change costumes and all that stuff. But it's still. I mean, it would have been kind of funny if he fought that thing in a phone booth and came out of the phone booth. <laughs> yes. <In a> costume. <laughs> um so uh anyway, I I'm gonna try something, okay? This is a something that multiple podcasts do. One specifically, uh the film cast that I listen to, they do this kind of crap all the time. I'm gonna screw it up, but I'm gonna try it. Um this week I watched a show about a dude who runs around in a funny costume speaks in two different dialects saves people from strange creatures god there was another one so i know i was going to screw it up i should have wrote it down saves people from strange creatures and also was also talks to a voice in his head but enough about halo let's talk about moon Knight. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's halo um <laughs> Dumb I do want to talk about Halo for like five minutes, but we could like do it at the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, Marvel published a Halo comic for a short amount of time, so I can kind of justify it. <laughs> um, so what did nothing's you... going to justify that show? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what did... I really like that lead actor, man, but and I c- I couldn't get through the second episode. I'm going to make myself, but I couldn't get through it. Um, what did you think about the opening 
I'm assuming you didn't know that that was because uh, it's kind of hard to tell it's Ethan Hawke or the cult dude because um, he's kind of in the shadows. But like he does the thing where he like drinks the glass water, smashes the glass, and then puts it in his shoes, and then like walks on it. Yeah, I was gonna ask what that was about. I don't know, man. So that was that's so supposed strange. to be that's supposed to be Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, because you can see the wrist tattoo, the scale. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. You, you're right. When you know it's him, it's easy to see the shadow of his face and be like, oh yeah, of course that's him. Um, but like at first I was like, is this like, is this one of his personalities? What are we seeing? And until later when I saw the tattoo, I was like, oh, that was Ethan Hawke at the beginning because he has like the cane and yeah, so it was just very strange. So, uh, and I don't, I don't know where he is because he's in like this kind of uh i don't i don't know what it it looks like those like adobe kind of houses that you would read about um and see illustrated like in textbooks when we were kids like like the mayans Mm -hmm. lived in or something um which i guess maybe also egyptians had to i don't know i don't know enough about egyptian culture to really so i'm probably at some point going to say something stupid (laughs) <laughs> and if anybody hears this, then, I mean, I can just apologize in advance. It's not meant to be offensive. Um, I, You know, I hope that this show actually, because I used to be fascinated with, like, Greek and Roman mythology and Egypt, somewhat Egyptian mythology, which is way more confusing than Greek and Roman mythology. Um, <laughs> but I used to be, like, really into all that. So, like, I... I'm hoping this show explores a lot of that, um, you know, the the Egyptian gods, uh, which we know two of after this episode, right? Kanchu yeah. and, well, three. They mentioned Kanchu, Set, and uh, is it Amit or something? The, the, uh, the judge, yeah. goddess or I think whatever. That's right. um, yeah. So, uh, after the glass breaking, we get Oscar Isaac waking up, shackled to his bed, like there's sand around his bed, there's tape on his <laughs> door, like, well, did you know what was going on? You cut out for a second, but I think right. you're pretty much asking if I knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured that he wasn't in control all the time or something like or he, you know like a dr jekyll and mr hyde thing yeah uh and feeding his goldfish that was great uh the yeah. one finned goldfish yeah um, <laughs> the lady was like i don't care what <laughs> that yeah. movie says nemo says um and then like these conversations with his mom which once you find out What's that he's got like this personality disorder or you kind of start understanding that he does. Doesn't make you wonder, like, who's he really talking to? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I don't know, because is is this the the moon? (laughs) Oh, can't you? Yeah. 
uh, is this yeah. his real personality? If so, it could actually be his mom, but I'm a hundred percent sure this is not his real. Uh, so does does he actually have like schizophrenia or whatever? Yeah, dis- dissociative identity disorder (DID) is okay, what so the, the character has in the books. That that's pretty true to the books and has been for a very long time. Okay, so the so see, I was thinking maybe he's had. The Conchu guy or whatever his name is, the like, you know, all his life or something. So, I'm, or something I, happened, you know, traumatizing and it did. I, I don't know if they're going to get into his like origin of becoming Moon Knight, so I'm hesitant to really talk about it. I don't know that it spoilers how he becomes Moon Knight. Like, yeah. it's kind of like. It's not even like the tragic Batman thing. It's like, well, I guess if you don't know Batman's parents are going to die, it is kind of like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. So it's not like, oh, his girlfriend got killed or, uh, I mean, really, he just had a kind of sort of near death experience. And like, uh, it's very Ghost Rider-ish, made a deal with the devil. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but also I don't, think that it's ever established that that's what creates his identity disorder like i'm pretty sure that that's that's there like from previous trauma um mm. there is an excellent uh 12 12 issue series uh of his written by this dude brian bendis where his uh identity disorder like he he moves out to the west coast to la and he becomes this like successful Hollywood producer producing a show about himself. (laughs) (laughs) And, but his identity disorder takes on this thing where, which I would love to see in this show. One of his, he has four identities, him, and then three that he begins talking to. One of them is Wolverine. One of them is Captain America. And the other one is, Shoot, I can't remember who it is. Wolverine, Captain America, and another hero. And for like two or three issues, you think he's running around with these heroes, like stopping crime. Or, and he's like, why is Captain America like beating up drug dealers? Like it seems <laughs> kind of punching below the belt. And then you find out that they're really in his head. <laughs> and... <laughs> So he created his own little Marvel team up. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, the, but back to the show. What we know about this character is, like, he's very uh, shy, is that the right word? Like, really kind of nebbish, like, doesn't really, like, uh, speak up for himself. Um, yeah. Passive-aggressive. Like, the, the dude with... The dude with the broom. It's like, oh, you just set up shop in front of my my <laughs> door. That's great. I love it. <laughs> and then he non-confrontational. <laughs> yes, very. He gets to work and like it's just constant conflict with his boss. <laughs> She's like, "You're not the tour guide. <laughs> you yeah. work in the gift shop." <laughs> um, Steven what, from the gift shop. What do you think about his accent? I thought it was pretty good. 
me too. A lot of people, like when the trailer came out, were not happy with it. They were like, this is a crap British accent, like uh, all that stuff. He's like, from, where's he from? Uh, I don't know. He's from Guatemala? Guatemala, maybe? Guatemala? I can't remember. Uh, Somewhere like that. I didn't know what they spoke. Uh, let's see. I, mean, I, Oscar, I would I would imagine it's English. Some, uh, let's see, Oscar. Queen's English. Oscar Isaac is from Guatemala. You're right. Guatemala. So, um, but he was raised in Miami, Florida. So, um, uh, so definitely not British. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of people upset online about his accent. But I, I mean, I'm not going to jump into any stupid conversations. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is a personality because I know the character. Like, this uh, is not yeah. a this is an idiot. This is a dude with an identity disorder pretending to be." British, only he actually thinks he's British. <laughs> okay. So, um, it, you know, most of the, what, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes are kind of him just going through his, like, daily routine. Like, we see him at the gift shop. We see him talking to the statue, uh, which... Yeah. Is that an actual real, statue? <laughs> no, it's a real guy. Uh, have okay. you, have, well... You see them a lot in New Orleans. I imagine they might have them in uh, Vegas. I'm in Vegas too. Um, yeah, yeah. People that will stand extremely still, dressed up like in gold paint or silver paint or whatever, like like a statue. And then, you know, he even he even does the whole like, don't forget the tip thing. Yeah, people take yeah. the picture. Yeah. I um, see. I I was hoping it would be a real statue, and he was just <laughs> taking the tip. <laughs> Because that um, would have been funny. I I think that character is another character from the books, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't really, really want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, he like runs into that girl, and like he's like, oh, like we had a date. Like he had a date that he forgot about. Like that's kind of the first inclination that... Yeah, he's not, something's not exactly right here. Yeah. So, it's like um, he's being possessed. Yeah. Like, you know, the. Because well, it was like two days later when he actually went on the date or whatever. And he had no idea. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing seeing him chain, himself chained to the bed would have been our first inclination. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Things aren't really right here. But he knows something. Yeah, so he that, thinks that, he has a weird about it. He thinks he has a sleeping disorder, I think he says, where he uh, just like sleepwalks. He's like cuz he's telling that's what he's telling the dude on the, the the statue dude. He's like I'll wake up and I'm just somewhere else. Like I, I don't know how I got <laughs> there. I don't I don't know what's going on and like he's not remembering. So he thinks he's just like sleepwalking. Um cuz he's and, apocalypse. <laughs> was it you that said was was that you that put that in the text? It was like yeah. the last time he played an Egyptian character, it did not turn out so well. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I should have been thought, Ivan Ooze. Uh, I mean, he looked just like Ivan Ooze and like <laughs> sand. So I I, I got I actually got it playing on my phone beside me. 
Yeah, me too. You could just put baby powder on the floor. Uh, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, did he not see paranormal activity? <laughs> Maybe uh, sand's more readily available in London. I don't know. Also, I'm super jealous of people that can do that thing with the uh, Rubik's Cube. Where they, uh, like, yeah. twirl it with one hand. Like, I, they must have the most, like, greased up Rubik's Cubes ever. Because I've <laughs> never had one that I didn't have to, like turn with like the force of two hands <laughs> yeah oh um, um, it makes like a clicking noise doesn't it like yeah click, click, click. Um, yeah but have you ever seen the videos of the people that do it like yeah they're it crazy it's yeah, i'm like what the hell man um, i got a feeling they're pretty introverted themselves yeah <laughs> uh so he he's doing this thing where he's trying to stay awake and it doesn't work because eventually he does fall asleep and then wakes up in this meadow where he looks like he had the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> uh, like his jaw is out of place. And, um, but I mean, it couldn't have been too far away, right? Well, actually, we do know he was gone for two days. So it could have been. He said, yeah, he said like Dublin or something. Does it? I thought he said that later on in the episode. <laughs> and that's the first time you hear the the voice of Kanchu, right? It's like go back yeah. to sleep. <laughs> worm. <laughs> he calls him a worm. <laughs> uh, and you you hear him say something about surrendering the body to Mark, which so Mark Spector is if there's a alpha personality, because I honestly don't know. Uh, who the real one is. But I think if there's an alpha personality, for the most part, it's Mark. Um, Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> he runs up on that, like, house or whatever. It's like waving at the dude, and they start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the one guy starts waving back, Waving back. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Um... <laughs> And they're terrible shots. They're worse than yeah. those Russian dudes in Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Like they were awful. They couldn't kill they couldn't kill the girl. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, he's in this like weird possibly yeah, Irish village and runs up on a, a bunch of people like walking to see this dude. Uh basically hand out judgments like pre-judgments mm -hmm. like to see if you know they're I, I guess i don't i don't know how to describe it i mean i'm assuming if you're listening to this you watch the episode but so it's ethan hawk in his most cultish looking role ever. yeah <laughs> of all that like i like ethan hawk man i don't want to see him be the bad guy yeah um but uh yeah with his long hair and his sandals and his hippie clothes like he he does this whole like kind of sort of jesus thing where he like stands at, at in front of all these people and and town square yeah and it's like we're gonna make heaven on earth and then says who's first and somebody steps up and like he holds their hands 
and these scales on his arm will start moving. And I guess if they balance, then you're a okay person. If they tip one way, you're a good person. And if they tip the other way, you're a bad person. So uh, the first dude he does, I think they balance. So he's like, this is the face of a good man and like sends him on his way. And then he does this old lady and he's like, she's like, I've never done any, I've never harmed anyone ever or something like that. And he's like, it must be something you do in your future. I'm sorry. And like, basically like that, that's her death. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing, man. Like I, I want, I really want to know like where this is going. Uh, Cause I, I don't know enough about the character to know who this is in the comics, if they're even from the comics. So, and I didn't want to look yeah. it up because I didn't want anything to get spoiled because yeah. I enjoyed the first episode. So, well, yeah, I definitely remember him saying, um, uh, pretty much like he, he's, I think he's talking to, um, Steven and he's like, Hitler wouldn't have existed. Like the Armenian genocide, all this stuff. Yeah. Existed. Yeah, so I guess she's like a. So yeah, I guess if uh, if you smashes a cupcake, (laughs) uh, if you push it out like uh, so, Mark or Stephen or whoever is the embodiment or like the personification of the moon god Kanshu, this guy Ethan Hawke is the personification of um, Ahmet. I think was the. The God, I I should have wrote mm-hmm. all this down. I think um, it was, yeah. <laughs> you're ahead of me, but like I just looked up and it was the scene where he shot something in Egyptian and Oscar as it was still standing. He's like, oh hell, <laughs> he kneels. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's so funny in this, dude. Like, I I love him. Um, yeah. I was listening to another podcast and they were bagging on him for uh, they hated Poe Dameron and. I mean, there were things I didn't like about Poe, like, especially in the second movie. But, like, also, if they had just included Poe in the conversation, like, a lot of that stuff in the second movie wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, so, um, but that's not on him. And I don't think it's on Oscar right. Isaac. I think I think he's great in the first movie. I think he's fine in the second movie. And I think the whole third movie is a waste of space. So yeah, (laughs) when he's trying to make him give up the thing, he's like, my hand won't open. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of little things that they did in this that are funny. Like, like when he gets stops, when he finally, they finally stop him and his windshields busted out and the windshield wipers are (laughs) going. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It is. It's action superhero comedy, which is, I I get, we got in Thor and it worked really, really well, but we haven't seen anything with this level of possible drama in it and kind of violence. Cause like they're, they drag him off to try to get that gold scarab out of his hand. Then he blacks out and then he wakes up. Like five seconds later, and the five people that were restraining him are all bloody and on the ground, and his hand is yeah. covered in blood. <laughs> and so it's 
it feels like dramatic and very actiony without having to be super dramatic or filled with a ton of action like the action we do see is goofy kind of stoogy action we miss all the big stunts in the blackout except for the the car or the ice cream truck or whatever it is we see a lot of that mm-hmm. um which is such a good chasing especially coming off we just finished book of boba fett which had maybe one of the worst chasings i've ever seen in my life in it <laughs> like and i mean granted this isn't speeder bikes through most espa or wherever that was this is actually like on a winding highway but it was just fun you know yeah um <laughs> it's a cupcake van that's what it is <laughs> yeah um it, all of it was great like him like blacking out and then he wakes up and he's got a gun in his hand <laughs> like <laughs> he throws it at him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's so much freaking fun watching him have a good time filming something. Like he, and I don't know if you saw, but he's an executive producer on this as well. I did see that. So I feel like, if nothing else, he's part of helping shape the 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 character. You know, um, so it, it doesn't become to studio dictated like not that kevin kevin feige has a pretty good uh idea of what he wants but like if you look at i hate to keep bringing up thor but like it was chris hemsworth who stepped in and said hey like can we do something different like i don't want to be i don't want it to just be this shakespearean like god drama like it needs to be a little bit different a little bit lighter uh, a little more action and that's what they did like once he kind of took ownership of the character everything changed for the better mm-hmm. so um i hope that <laughs> the van's driving backwards it's so <laughs> good um i hope that oscar isaac is you know it's part of that so um but yeah so he gets out of all this and wakes up back at his house. I'm assuming he thinks it was a bad dream. Right? Yeah, because he looks relieved. Right. Uh, yeah. And so he thinks he has a date. He shows up only to find out it's been two days and he lost two whole days. You know, the girl's pissed at him for not showing up on his date. Um. Oh, the logs. That's what wakes him up. I was like, what? what is it that wakes him up? Yeah, so he and then he kind of just tries to go, what, back to normal? Yeah. And then that's when they show up at his work, right? Oh, no, the the fish thing. I forget about because uh, it, it's called the goldfish problem. So uh, that's probably my favorite scene in the whole show. Like <laughs> He's eating his cereal and he looks at his fish and he's like, the fish has two fins. When I bought the fish, it only had one fin. And then he has a whole conversation with the lady. <laughs> That's where the Nemo <laughs> thing comes in. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
and she, I think she's the first one to imply that like he'd been there multiple times before. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Sorry, I know you're ahead of me. So, but yeah, he kind of starts putting it together like right there and with his date. Um, after she kind of just, which that's a whole thing too, right? Like he's a vegan. And then made a date for a steak restaurant. That was another <laughs> like head scratching like. Because his boss is what the bloody hell is a vegan going to eat at a steak restaurant. <laughs> um, and then one more conversation with his mom. And that's going to be the mystery that. Uh, that I'm obsessed about. Like who is he. Leaving messages for. Oh. Uh, um. Oh no! Before they meet him at work, they have that he has the whole thing in his apartment, right? Where yeah, yeah, he's eating like the chocolates and stuff. Yeah, is it? Uh, he hears a phone ringing or something, right? And he takes yeah, it just, out of the ceiling. Well, does he? I don't. He doesn't hear it. He drops the chocolates and sees the table scraped. So That's the right. Table and, That's yeah, right. He just kind of figures it out. Yeah, he moves the table. Over to where the the scrape mark stop, and then steps up on yeah. it, and then sees the broken board or whatever, and then there's a phone in there, and uh, the phone actually has some numbers. Um, one of yeah. them, uh, one of them is a character uh, named uh, Frenchie. I don't think it says Frenchie. I think it says something else. Um, Camp. Yeah, or something. That's it. I think that's uh, what I said. He his one of his closest friends in the comics is this dude Frenchie, um, and that's who that is. Um, I love the old Razor phone, man. Yeah, uh, it kind of makes <laughs> kind of makes me want a flip phone again. But yeah, I do too much with my smartphone. So, and he's such an old lady with his glasses, like looking. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, Layla, Layla, Layla Duchamp. So whoever Layla is, um, and then he calls her, right? Mm-hmm. Or, no, she well, calls him. She calls him, yeah. yeah. And she's like, Oh Mark, like where have you been? And you know, we get the whole like, who are you? Who is Mark? All of that stuff. And he's I mean, he's really still not putting pieces together, but he's definitely Becoming unraveled and then that's when he hears the the voice um and you gotta think he i mean you would think he's going crazy right if that was you you'd be like i've lost my effing mind they (laughs) do this really cool shot with the mirror though did you notice that yeah looks away from the mirror it's still it doesn't yeah yeah his reflection doesn't move yeah, I yeah. thought that was really freaking cool, man. Um, um, I'm assuming most of that stuff with the building is in his head, right? Because, like, he gets on the elevator and then goes down. Like, the lights are flickering. Stuff is flying off the shelves. And he gets on the elevator and goes downstairs. And he starts seeing the... Uh, the... I guess Kanchu like walking towards him and then he hovers in the corner and then it's just this old lady. 
So, <laughs> which, you know, yeah, I, you know, I guess we're supposed to like think that that's all or assume that it's all in his head because he doesn't really have like magic powers. Could you make out what the uh, mirror said? Um, it's like written in red lipstick or something. Oh, when he's in the uh, when he's in the elevator. In the elevator. Yeah, I'm about to be there. Um, I was trying to figure that out the whole time. Of course, I'm watching it on like a six-inch screen or something. <laughs> I mean, it may be that girl's name, but I don't think so. But it looked like Scribbles, and then the second time I watched it, I, I noticed he was, like, touching it. I was like, what does it say? It looks I like, can't... yeah, it looks like a signature, but it, yeah. I think he's touching his, his face. His reflection? Okay. Yeah. So I was making too much of it. Okay. <laughs> that old lady's funny. My friend Clay. Yeah. I'm just visiting. So the the thing that's coming after him is supposed to be Conchu or whatever his name is. I guess so. Because um, it, it kind of looks like it wants to kill him. <laughs> so I don't think this is spoilers from the um, comics. Um, Conchu is a dick. Like, even though, like, so it would be like if Ghost, so you know Ghost Rider. It would be like yeah. if the demon in Ghost Rider's head was like, I want you to like do these things for me, but then I'm also going to be an a-hole to you while <laughs> you're doing it. Like, Kanchu is not nice. Uh, that's one of the things that's been, at least for for the modern existence of Moon Knight, Kanchu is never nice to this dude. Like, it's never like, you know, a benevolent loving god figure who's like you are my uh personification on earth like go and do right he's just like why aren't you doing better you suck at this <laughs> like it's <laughs> just it's always him just belittling mark so go back to sleep worm <laughs> yeah it, it it's exactly all of that so it makes for a fun kind of contentious but they need each other relationship yeah um Kind of like Venom. Yeah, actually, it is a lot like Venom. Um, what's funny is that was... Stephen Grant alias, there's a comic book author named Stephen Grant, and it always cracked me up that that was one of his names. Um, I mean, nobody else will think it's funny, but every time they say Stephen Grant, I'm like, that's the dude that wrote comics. Okay, so, um, so you know how uh, in, in The Mummy... The mummy is terrified of cats or whatever, because you know whatever the Egyptian yeah. thing. So I'm thinking that uh, Conchu is going to be scared of otters, because <laughs> he's so like, "Oh, you're watching otter videos again." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that would be pretty funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I do like that we get a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, you referenced it earlier from Ethan Hawke, like kind of explaining all of this to him. But then you find out that, like, half the people in the museum are part of this, like, cult. Mm-hmm. Like, how widespread is this thing, man? It's like Scientology. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and he gives him that speech about Nero, Pol Pot, Hitler. Like, if 
if Ahmet was around to prejudge these people, those things would never have happened. Um, I love the the little aside when he's like, uh, I'm the Avatar, and he's like, Avatar, blue people love that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I think funny. he even says, do you mean the anime? Um, yeah. Talking about The Last Airbender. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then that's that's when things kind of he doesn't put all the pieces together after that, but we get a so Ethan Hawke what tries to judge him right and yeah things go not right and you know he uh or I guess he's judged good or whatever because like it just goes away like what happens after that he just leaves. Uh yeah, he says let him. He lets him go. Yeah, that's right. And then we see him doing inventory at the gift shop, and that's yeah. when <laughs> more craziness, lights start going on and off, and he starts wandering around. And uh, we get the dog demon creature thing, mm-hmm. like chasing after him, um, which. I don't know. I, the only bad thing I have to say about the show is I don't think the CGI is that good. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, I guess, but... The dog creature's better than the the couple of times we saw Kanshu because you seem, like, behind him at one point when he's in the meadow, right? And then yeah. when he's, like, walking up on him in the elevator. Um, the... The mirror scenes in that bathroom, though, I, they're so th- what they're doing with the mirror stuff. I really, really like. Yeah, it's really um, good. Um, you get him talking to Mark, so which is a lot of fun watching Oscar Isaac argue with himself. Uh, <laughs> um, and that that's the end because the thing comes through the door. He lets Mark take over. Mark becomes Moon Knight and then beats the hell out of this dog creature and it ends with him like <laughs> standing in the doorway as Moon Knight. You know. Um of all I think of all the shows, it's my favorite start to any of them. Hawkeye was pretty good, but I think the second episode of Hawkeye was better. Yeah. Um this I think was like a bad or not great CGI side, I do think was a lot. It was funny. It was fun. Had plenty of like crazy, ridiculous action. And like, I thought it set up the character really, really well. Yeah. Well, it it gets you interested in him. Like what the heck is going on with this guy? Yeah. That costume, man. He has one of my favorite, uh, costumes. This is a little yeah. bit different. But yeah, I was going to say, the, the Moon Knight I remember is very, I mean, all white, like the dark very, face or whatever. It was like Batman, except Yeah, he's like a, yeah, um, it's like a, like the hood and everything. And I don't remember bandages or anything. Yeah, the bandages weren't part of it, so. Which I guess is supposed to be like a mummy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the the first episode. Such a, a great setup. 
and yeah. they're calling it an event series, which makes me think that much like um, uh, WandaVision, there's not going to be a second season. But I, I feel like it's because we're going to get something bigger. Mm. Although I would take six episodes of a show every year rather than a two-hour movie every yeah years. Especially so. these have been really well done. I think. Yeah, um, for, I mean, for the most part, I've liked all the shows. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot of up and down, but I don't think it was their fault. Because yeah. they had to shoot like half the show because of the the freaking pandemic, um, but for the most part, I thought it was fine. Uh, Wandavision was great once you got into it. Um, Loki was good from top to bottom, really. Uh, and Hawkeye, the first episode was good, but it was a little rough. And after that, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, probably been my favorite so far. Uh, um. But, I mean, Oscar Isaac's such a good actor. I, I feel yeah. like, you know, and I, if they're setting up a new Avengers kind of, sort of, like, it, we've got Moon Knight, we've got the new Captain America, Bucky, uh, the young Hawkeye, um, I don't know, I feel like it's a pretty good start. I would like to see all of them do, like, this big adventure thing, but I do like the TV shows, man. So, much yeah, like uh, much like uh, Star Wars, like, can we just keep doing the shows, not so yeah. much the movies? Like, yeah. And do crossover events. Yeah, yeah. Like, every, every end of the year or something, just do something where they all team up or something i don't know all right i feel like i talked like a, way too much because but i was super excited about this show. <laughs> yeah all right so tell me about halo <laughs> it's terrible i really wanted to like the first episode man I, so did i like I, I wanted i really wanted to like it but i keep hearing um people are saying that the i guess the directors or producers or whatever did not look uh, at the said, source material. <laughs> yeah, they said they were not looking at the games or the books, and they're just reimagining Halo. And I'm just like, who wanted Halo reimagined? <laughs> well, f- first off, I I understand wanting to do something new. Then don't use the Master Chief. Do yeah. tell some other story, and then yeah. like it it just pisses you off because the very first episode he takes his helmet off. <laughs> Like, that's yeah, I mean, what really we did were, it for me. We were several episodes into Mandalorian before he took his helmet off. Like, I mean, it, was, it was like the end of the first season, right? It was. And, and honestly, like, that's the thing. I mean, I, I understand it's a different story because pretty much in the, the video games... Master Chief is on the run the whole time. He's on the move the whole time, except for at the beginning of Halo 2, where he's getting a medal, but then they get attacked immediately by the Covenant. And so he doesn't, he never has time. I think at the end of Halo 4, he's on um, the ship called Infinity, and it's at the very end, and he's finally getting his armor taken off. 
but it doesn't show his head, you know, like that's the, it's not really a cliffhanger, but anyways, so I, I don't know, that really did kind of ruin it for me. And then like the, the lore and, and the human with the covenant and <laughs> with the, ugh. I, I don't know. If I was a somewhat big name actor, I can be, I can understand being like, Guys, I don't want to do this show where I have to walk around with a suit on and a helmet on all the time. Like, I want people to see my face and know that I'm that character. <sighs> the flip side of that is then... You're going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> then, then hire a good actor who doesn't care about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, eventually we saw the faces under all the masks in Star Wars, but that's the thing. It was eventually... Not yeah. initially. So you can, and, and not for nothing, man, but the dudes behind Red versus Blue have proven that you can tell good, fun, funny, dramatic, action packed stories without ever seeing a character's facial features. Yeah. Without ever seeing multiple characters' facial features. <laughs> That's the thing, too. Like, Master Chief doesn't talk. Like, he does talk, but he doesn't. He's not a man of many words. <laughs> He's a man so, of action. <laughs> so, is what is going on in the show true to the Halo universe? No. I didn't think so. Not that everybody regards the. What are the U.S. What are they? UNSC. Yeah, as like the the greatest thing since sliced bread, but like they're not held up as like um, immediate. I mean, this show immediately is just like, yeah, they're not really the good guys. They're they're yeah. not good people, and I don't know. I that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, See, I know. I know that when I, I never read any of the books or anything, but pretty much the out the uh, colonies, the people were kind of rebelling against the UNSC type thing, and Spartans were created. First off, Halsey created the Spartans, and she had total control of that. There was no other, um, no other person. Like, Which does a complete disservice to that character. Yes. And and I can't believe they made Captain Keys that guy. <laughs> That's a, a total opposite of what Captain Keys is. Anyways. Uh, so they Spartans would be deployed to these outer planets to kind of like how it was in the beginning of the, the show. They would save the people but they would also fight the people because the people were wanting to fight uh the unsc but okay. yeah so that i was like okay I, okay but the, the spartans were not deployed there they were deployed to for the covenant thing right and and they kind of it was a if i can remember right the covenant were not really known, but they were. It was kind of like, well, we know they're they're out there, and we've had some battles with them, but we don't really know what they're after or 
any artifacts or any, you know, whatever. And it kind of seems like they already know who the Covenant are. Yeah. And um, uh, there definitely were not any survivors or anything. What do you think about the use of the video game? Like, a few times they go into, like, the first-person mode. Uh, you hear the sounds, of course, which... I'm glad they used the sounds, but also it did kind of take me out of it. Like, it didn't need to be the exact sound of the shield booting up. It didn't need to be the exact beep, 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 beep of, like, (laughs) you know, you're about to die. (laughs) Yeah. um, Uh, I thought it was kind of cheesy, but... Because, okay, Bungie, which used to own Halo has done commercials that looked way better than that. And that was 10 years ago. So I don't know. Bungie losing Halo might've been the worst thing for Halo. Yeah. I mean, three, four, three was part of Halo, but I I don't know. I don't, I haven't dug enough into it to see if they're even, obviously they're not a part of it, but. Cause I look, I'm, you know, way more about it than I do, but I do know that there is, there was a very extensive Bible written on the Halo universe. Yeah, I think I have it actually. <laughs> and I don't understand why you don't. I'm not saying you adapt the the video game like narrative into the show. What I'm saying is I don't understand why you don't. Like Star Wars, man. Like George Lucas built a Bible. Like things can be tweaked and changed. He he would tweak and change things all the time. But you start there. You don't start with like your crazy ideas and try to shoehorn them into the Halo universe, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, because they 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 made it to, and I don't know what the point of this series is, but. They made it feel like, because Master Chief has always been different than all the other Spartans. And that's the one thing that Cortana and Halsey tells you the whole time. Like, you were always different. You There was always something about you. This guy is like just a regular Spartan, pretty much, that just follows orders and murders people. But, but then all of a sudden he touches this artifact and he has a change of heart type thing. And I don't know. It's weird. I I did not, I know that I think it's in Halo might be Halo four. Three or four. They kinda touch on his path. No, it's three because they open up um Halo three opens up with two kids in a field looking at the stars. And I think that's supposed to be John. But anyways, they make him out to be like a machine pretty much yeah and and now you know he's like in the second one i don't know how far you made it but he takes the artifact of this crazy dude five minutes and he's, <laughs> yeah he's like he, uh, the crazy dude says something to him i can't remember so master chief picks him up and like shove up shove him up against the wall and he's like who am i who am i <laughs> it's really stupid that's it's just not master that's chief. Seems- and that seems like a lot for we're not even two episodes into the show. Yeah, it it's really, and it shows like a Spartan that that left, that snuck out, and Master Chief let him go in their training. Or I don't know, it's just really 
It's really yeah. weird. I I do like the silver team though. The other Spartans. Yeah. Um. The biggest thing for me was probably that like it felt like they were shoehorning a lot into the first episode. Like literally in the first episode, you get this reveal that like, oh, nothing is what it seems. And Master Chief is going to go on the run with this uh, little girl and try to figure out who he really is or whatever, or what's really going on. I'm like that's a lot for the first episode. Yeah. It's almost like the second season of the yeah. show. Yeah. Like, yeah. You kind of need to build the world before you set about <laughs> telling people that the world doesn't isn't what you think it is. Yeah. You know? Like that's the that's the twist. You know, you build up all these characters and then you like at the end of the first season, then you say, "Okay, we we've shown all these characters. We built them all up and now we're going to tell you that like Nothing is what you thought it was. Master Chief has been programmed. Like, these people you think are on his side are really just, like, creep politicians and scientists and, you know, are are morally bankrupt and, like, all of that. But you did all that in the first episode. Like, it's like, it reminded me a lot of the DC comic movies that aren't, the first Wonder Woman or Shazam because (laughs) all those other movies, uh, all the the Superman, Batman V Superman, Justice League, maybe not the Snyder cut. I didn't watch it, but uh, even Aquaman, they all tried to take these drastic shortcuts rather than spend time building. Cause it's like they're, Oh, we got to play catch up. Like we need a show that's buzzworthy. Like, you know, but the the first the first reveal in the Mandalorian wasn't that the world wasn't what you thought it was. It wasn't the dark saber. It wasn't the existence of Luke. It wasn't the the big reveal was that like oh here's another creature like this other creature that you know that we've only ever seen two or three of. You know. It was set up right. This is set up sloppy. Yeah, so sloppy. You know, like I don't. I don't know. I I'm not smart enough to tell them what they should have done different. I am smart enough to go. You should have done something different. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to keep watching it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm going to painfully make myself watch it. I mean, we've been playing that since 2001. Like, yeah, I mean, it's we, yeah, but it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming we're gonna get Cortana in this next one. Yeah, but, uh, it seems like it. Yeah. Um, which really, like, Cortana is one of the first things you're introduced to, right? Uh, okay, so. This at the end of Halo Reach, which was the last Bungie game, it's right before Halo. The story, story wise. So the whole goal of Reach is Halsey's on Reach researching whatever she's researching. And so she has Cortana with her. And the 
objective of the game, they realize that they can't defend the planet against the Covenant because there's there's not really they don't have enough military there. And your job is to get Cortana onto the Pillar of Autumn with Captain Keys and Master Chief. And that's, and that's the first time that Cortana and Master Chief meet. Okay. So, I, I think that's the first time that me. I could be wrong about that. That's the first time that he carries her, I believe. Because his suit is, is the first modified, like, AI-acceptable suit or something like that. I can't remember exactly how that went but i'm gonna i'm gonna play through halo <laughs> refresh <laughs> we played last night we played halo, the new halo last night but. i i honestly didn't even know that there was a new one until i started reading about stuff i was like oh there was a new halo game <laughs> yeah it came out in december i think it was december uh, or november honestly i think after What was after Reach? After Reach was Halo 4. I think after Halo 4 I stopped caring. Yeah, Halo it's, 4 is the one where you find you meet the Didact or whatever. Is Halo 4 the, have those like giant godlike creature things? That's Halo 5. That's it. Uh, then I Halo played 5 Halo Guardians. 5. Then yeah. I played that. I played that. Like where you play Spartan Lock. You play yeah. two different. Yeah. Which they played that up big time. Like there was going to be a giant fight between Master Chief and Spartan Locke. And then they fought for like 10 seconds. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give this next episode. I don't know how many episodes are supposed to be. But I'm curious to see. It, it, I could almost deal with anything if they would have got Master Chief's voice and Cortana's voice. Because then it would just be like, okay, this is Halo. But. I, who is this actor? I don't even know who that is. Do you know who Leo Schreiber is? Uh-uh. Like Cybertooth? And, uh, oh. Not the original X-Men movie, but in the Wolverine movie. Oh, no. I... He was in... Um, uh, so it's not him. It's actually his brother. Um, oh. Pablo Schreiber? Schreiber? Yeah. Um, he was in... Let's see what he... He was in Orange is the New Black, but I don't think he watched that. No. Um, <laughs> is in American Gods, which Ryan and I watched. He was the only fun part of that first season. We stopped watching after that. Uh, Thirteen hours. Trying to find something he wasn't. He was in more than just one episode of. He's in Weeds too. That was first thing I ever saw him in. I think. But you didn't watch Weeds. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything that I think you might recognize him from. Um, anyway, he's Leo Schreiber's brother. Uh, I think he's a really great actor, and he's discussed a, like wanting to meet with Marvel and play Wolverine. Um, I just don't think this is the role for him. Yeah, he doesn't look... I don't know. It's just off. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's not how I would have thought Master Chief looked. Mm-mm. Um, 
He definitely doesn't act like Master Chief. I yeah. mean, not his fault, but... Yeah, I mean... When the people you're working for and writing that, the ones writing the episodes and producing the show don't have an understanding of the source material, then yeah. Yeah, you're screwed. Um, um, I, that's what I don't understand. I, all the comments I've read, people are like, well, they're just trying to reimagine things and do whatever, whatever to get people in. I'm like, yeah, well, you're pissing off the, the people that are going to watch it. <laughs> it's Halo. Like, yeah. It's not even like. Like it's little things off. The the whole story is just yeah. yeah I don't know. That's... I mean, but they the the uh, oh, shoot the profits look really good. Yeah, I, you know what? I will say this. <laughs> like, there's a lot more CGI in Halo than there was in Moon Knight. I think they did a much better job. In Halo than they did in Moon Knight With yeah. all the CGI There's a few scenes where the creatures Looked a little like you could tell They weren't like actually in the environment But for the yeah. most part it looked really good Well the first episode was pretty Gruesome Yeah, When the Covenant I, started killing the humans Yeah I, I was shocked by that Yeah So, um, Well I'm Gonna get ready to go see Morbius Wish me luck <laughs> the reviews have not been kind hmm. So we will see um, But we'll be We're going to try to talk about Moon Knight every week It's only six episodes So it's not a huge commitment um, When is when is it coming Like when's the day it comes Wednesdays? out Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. I should so, be able to watch on Wednesdays uh, Next week I am actually working day shift and I'm working in office, so they're putting me up in a hotel. And I'm working five days and getting off at five every day. So oh, nice. we can try to record a few podcasts uh, at night if uh, y'all are feeling up to it. So Yeah, I I'll play, let you know. I play uh, softball on Monday nights and Friday nights. And then, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I should be good. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to go see a man about a vampire. Well. There's a there's a sign-off for this show, but I don't remember what it is. So. Uh, I don't either. So Wait, some, make mine oh, Marvel. That's it. <laughs> make mine Marvel. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>